Hello, I am Lori Wondra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astro beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wunter, and thank you for listening. It's 4 a.m., and I'm wide awake. Have you ever said this, or have you ever had this happen to you? Have you ever had the experience of waking up in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and just not being able to get back to sleep? Chances are you have, and you've been saying this more frequently, just because the energy is shifting. You can reason with it in your thoughts, such as, I'm just stressed, I slept too much, must have been something I ate, I have too much on my mind, something at work that's just swirling in your head, maybe a situation with loved ones. Those can all be true, but it also could be something you cannot see, hear, taste, but you do feel it. Since everything is energy and everything vibrates, we vibrate. We have a resting and a running vibration. Our vibrations ebb and flow during various times of the day. And our energy interacts with other energy. And since we are energy and everything is energy, essentially we interact with everything. And when there's a variation in the energy field around us, we sense that it is something different than our vibrational frequency and we respond. That's usually what wakes us up. A variation in energy can feel like we've just run a marathon, we've watched a horror movie, we've taken a nice warm bath, or we've jumped into a freezing lake. It's the difference in your normal run rate or your normal vibration and the external energy that has a tendency to jolt us out of sleep and then prevent us from falling back asleep. It can even make you sleep achy or sleep restlessly or sleep in short times. I sleep for an hour, then I'm up, then I sleep for a couple hours, then I'm up. We describe this as This is the time in the middle of the night that the veil is at its thinnest. And we may believe that there's an energetic veil or a layer that exists around us that thins out at night. We've even been told that this is when our loved ones visit us. This is when the angels can come to us. This is when our guides and the spirits visit us. And yes, there is some truth to that. But there's more understanding of exactly what is this veil thing that we call Well, our veil is simply a personal layer that we control. It really doesn't exist unless we create it or maintain its presence. And when we sleep, this guard or this veil does come down. We lose control of holding the shield. It's like in your waking hours, if you are holding up armor, but in your sleep, you can't. You get tired and you let the armor down. That's what our minds and that's what we really see or feel or understand when we say the veil is the thinnest at night. There are so many things happening in the energy world. And when I say the energy world, it's our energy bodies as well as the earth energy and the planet's energy and the universe energy. There's just so much happening that I want to peel back the layers just a little bit so that it will help you understand maybe what's keeping you up at night and certainly give you some tools and some practices and some tips that it's not so troublesome for you. There's 
nothing worse than having a full day of work ahead of you or a full day of kids or things you need to take care of and you haven't gotten a really good sound night of sleep. And sleep is really important in our physical sense. It's part of the mechanism that helps us remain at peace and calm. It keeps our personal system running. So let's talk about our personal system. We have our physical body and we actually have times within the energy flows within our physical body that run through a traditional 24-hour cycle. For example, the lung is really more active between 3 and 5 a.m., the large intestine between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m., stomach is between 7 a.m. and 9, the spleen or your chi energy is between 9 a.m. and 11. It's really kind of when we start to wake up and we start to get going. Our heart is from 11 to 1, small intestine is 1 to 3, Think along the lines of you've just had lunch and now your small intestine or your digestion system starts to kick in. Your bladder is from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Kidney is 5 p.m. to 7. The pericardium, that's the layer or the lining around the heart, that's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And what they call the triple burner, which is more of a yang energy, is from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. And that includes the full systems connected, like your head, your heart, the, the throat, the lungs, all those big functioning pieces. Then you have the gallbladder, and that's between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., and the liver from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Now, when our physical system runs in a regular 24-hour cycle, and it sticks to that cycle, it actually moves the energy between those organs. And the organs actually have a balanced energy of masculine and feminine. So for example, the lung is a yin energy, and that's from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And the large intestine is a yang energy, and that's from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then it goes to stomach, which is also a yang, and then it goes back to the spleen, which is a yin. So there's an actual balance in the physical system of the energy as it flows through us. And interruptions to that, or if something isn't running on a healthy pace, we feel off, we feel out of balance. You might want to notice if there are certain times of the day that you have more energy or less energy because that also can tell you where your chi energy might be a little bit sluggish in some of those areas or those organs in your body or you might have a heightened or there's an influx of energy at that time. So for example, if you always wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning, that's the liver meridian between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. and then it kicks into the lung from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. So it could be Either the liver is processing something, the lung is processing something, or it could be, those are both yin organs, it could be that your energy source is off. And I want to dive into the energy source a little bit because we often dive more to the physical things. But again, there's so much happening around us and in the energy fields, so much shift and transformation and transmutation in our energy fields that it's not as simple as saying it's just this organ or it's just this time of day. All these organs continue to run magically while we sleep. Have you ever just marveled at what happens while you're sleeping? Everything just keeps running. Well, the brain operates largely through electrical signals sent between approximately 100 billion neurons, our nerve cells, and they're spread out across all different regions. The firing of those neurons happens rapidly and creates wave-like rhythms of activation and rest. So it's a wave of energy up 
and down. These waves can be measured by sensitive scientific machinery. The rate at which the neurons fire and the synchronicity between the firing generates that varying wave frequencies. And scientists have been able to map, categorize, and correlate those waves into different states of consciousness. So as much as we like to believe that our physical systems are a well-oiled system, the body is energy. And again, it can be impacted by the energy that's happening around it. Every once in a while, we get a blast of some sort of energy that disrupts, or it might be a blast of energy that's there to tune us up or to shift us into a different functioning or different functioning of the organs or the chi energy that we have. When we talk about the brain and the electrical signals that are sent through the body and through our nerve cells, we talk in terms of waves and we talk in terms of hertz, HZ. And scientists talk about the brain waves. We'll start with gamma waves and those are 27 hertz and up. The gamma waves have been identified as a characteristic brain wave pattern and usually seen in regular meditators, monks, shaman, those that can move their frequency into a high altered state, such as lucid dreaming. Although they can have this experience while they sleep, they often can move their frequency up into this high gamma state when they're awake. Gamma is associated with an expanded state of awareness, heightened intuition, creativity. Many shaman move their vibrational frequency into this high brain activity in order to tap into other regions, other dimensions, other frequencies of the universe. At this gamma rate, this 27 hertz, we experience activation of the penile gland when we feel these feelings of peace and joy and oneness. We have enhanced mental clarity and we really have clear focus. We're able to form ideas, language comes clear, and memory processing and other types of learning come relatively easy. Now, gamma is an altered state of being. We drop down into beta waves, and that's 12 hertz to 27 hertz. This is when we're wide awake. This is our predominant mental state when most people are in during the day and the majority of their waking lives. Although this state tends to be uneventful, don't underestimate its importance. Some people may lack sufficient beta activity and they might experience symptoms of depression or ADHD, and that also might be related to insomnia. So if we aren't sleeping well at night, it might impact our beta waves or our waking hour brain activity. Stimulating beta activity can improve emotional stability, energy levels, attentiveness, and concentration in certain situations. So what I mean by this is moving, exercising, brain activity is going to elevate and move you into that beta wave stage of 12 hertz to 27 hertz. Alpha waves are at 8 hertz to 12 hertz, and we're awake, but we're relaxed, and we're really not processing much information. When you get up in the morning and just before you fall asleep, you really are naturally in this state of brain activity. When you close your eyes, your brain automatically starts producing more alpha waves, and many studies that monitor the EEG activity of experienced meditators have revealed strong increases in alpha activity. Alpha activity is also been connected to the ability to recall memories, lessen discomfort such as in pain situations, and reduce levels of stress and anxiety. Notice we're dropping down in the vibrational frequency. Theta waves are at 
3 hertz to 8 hertz, and that's where we have light sleep or extreme relaxation. Theta is also a very receptive mental state that is proven useful for hypnotherapy as well as self-hypnosis using recorded affirmations and suggestions. Theta waves have also been correlated with bursts of inspiration, creativity, and vivid visualizations. Delta waves drop down into 0.2 hertz to 3 hertz, and this is dream, deep dreamless sleep. Delta is the slowest band of brain waves. When your dominant brain wave is delta, your body is healing itself and resetting its internal clock. You do not dream in this state and you're completely unconscious. Delta is also associated with very deep states of meditation, as well as healing and rejuvenation of the brain and the body, which correlates to stage four REM sleep, where delta waves are most frequently experienced. Now the brain in its normal state will change its dominant EEG, that's electrical frequency of the brain. It'll change that frequency towards the frequency of a dominant external stimulus, such as music or sound or other energy that's happening external to us. So for example, binaural beats stimulates the brain into a specific state using pulsing sounds to encourage your brain waves to align to the frequency of the beat. This helps induce enhanced focus and trans state and relaxed or sleep. That's why there's so many healing frequency music meditations available because it stimulates those brain activities to force it or to create that dominant frequency in order to move the brain waves into that range. I'm going to say it one more time. The human brain will change its dominant electrical frequency in the brain towards the frequency of a dominant external stimulus. And that's what's happening in our world right now. There are dominant patterns of vibrational frequency that are coming through to us. And they're coming at all times of the day, but we might notice it more at night because we're still. It's a disruption to our normal sleep pattern, a disruption to our normal vibrational frequency that we typically or traditionally are at at that time of the day. Now, the layers of the atmosphere have always created this protective layer of energy around Earth. And it's said to be that after the destruction of Lemuria, the energy was placed around as a barrier called by some as the ring pass now. In scientific terms, this ring or this barrier is called the ionosphere. After the destruction of Atlantis, the ionosphere was greatly intensified. Intensification tended to cut man off from the higher forms of inspiration, making advancements so much more difficult. So with man being cut off from the rays of the frequencies of the universe, we stayed in this limbo state or a lower vibrational frequency for a great duration of time. And those layers are now thinning and those rays of the universe are now coming to us once again. It's almost as if mankind had to evolve to a certain place in order for us to begin to start receiving these rays from the universe again. Now, I always like tying science to the metaphysical, and we can tie this information to the scientific layers of energy that surround the planet. In the layers, there's the troposphere, then the stratosphere, then the mesosphere, and the thermosphere, and the exosphere. Those are all layers. The stratosphere and the mesosphere sphere disappear at night. They're the closest layers to earth and they literally compress. And so when we say in the metaphysical that the veil is thinning, that could also mean the description of this energetic layer that's surrounding our planet that is comprised of the stratosphere and mesosphere disappears at night. The layer that's above 
those two is the thermosphere, and that fades. So it doesn't totally disappear, but it fades, it thins. And then above the thermosphere is the exosphere, and that also almost disappears. That leaves direct access for the ionosphere, meaning that it creates almost a gateway for the other energies of the universe, the other planets, the dimensions to come to us. It's here in this place of science that we can actually put words into what we're energetically feeling. It is during these nighttime hours that we're feeling the pulses and the waves of the universe. And again, the body is energy, but we are also a contained system that runs. And when that contained system system gets interrupted by an errant energy or an energy that's off, it jars us or it shakes us. Presently, we are adjusting to huge changes in the energy fields of the planet and our personal fields. We know that the sun is continuing to emit rays of solar energy to us, and that too is coming to us. Even though we see the solar flares come to us, we see them in the aurora borealis, the northern lights. Typically, we'll see that three days, two to three days, after the sun emits a flare. But those rays, even if we can't see the northern lights, those rays of energy come to us. They come to us day and nighttime. We know that our energy bodies are taking a hit. Our physical, our emotional, our mental, our spiritual, we're all feeling these energy shifts even more, even more with more intensity. And if we don't have practices to keep our physical body healthy with good food, good water, with exercise, it becomes increasingly more difficult to process any of the variations of energy that we might be experiencing. And the variations of energy are different. I'll just say the energy, the codes and the keys that are coming in, the chain of energetic codes are different than they were a year or two years ago. And if we haven't developed emotional or mental practices to keep those energy bodies clear and healthy, those areas also will take a hit we'll begin to feel emotional upset. We'll begin to be feel emo- our mental imbalances such as unclear thinking or belief systems might become off. It takes a very focused effort to allow healthy emotions and good mental thoughts and practices to be in our systems. So one of the ways that I suggest to counteract any, any energy that might be deteriorating your emotional and mental is watch what you're watching, such as news, social media. Watch the conversations that you have. Watch your emotions. Don't get spun up or caught up into gossip or frustration or other conversations that might be emitting those emotions. Stay clear, stay clean to yourself. We can become incredibly raw through this time of change. It's like our protection armor is down, our physical war on the body, our emotional war on the body, our mental war on the body. All of those things are destroying our buffering systems. The reality is, is we're in this continued vibrational frequency change, so it's not going to magically stop. There are going to be times where the gateways are more intense and there are going to be times where the universe gives us a rest. So for example, a full moon is more intense. A new moon can be softened. An eclipse is like a full moon or a new moon on steroids. So we have to be aware of that. But then there's other gateways, the fall and the spring equinox, the summer solstice and the winter solstice. There are just simply times that the universe creates these gateways that the energy pummels us in a sense. And we have to be ready for that. So here are some exercises to shift your brain wave state. Now these have been proven to shift brainwave patterns and improve the trans-hemispheric communication in the brain. That allows for us to expand our experience of consciousness. And when I say that trans-hemispheric communication, we have 
two hemispheres in the brain, and they're connected by the corpus callosum, which is a broad band of nerve fibers that send neural signals between the two lobes. This facilitates communication within the brain. So when we do practices that help synchronize the functioning of these two hemispheres, it can have a huge effect on harmonizing the brain and shifting the brain wave state away from, let's say, the lower frequencies into something that's more usable or digestible by our overall system. It also helps to balance the yin and the yang. You might have your own practices, but I've just, I'm going to suggest a few that I know are both organic. Some of them are ancient practices. Some are a little bit more modern with technology advances. And you get to pick and choose what might be the best for you. You might try one and it just doesn't fit you and then choose something else. But we are going to be in this energy transformation and an energy transmutation for quite some time. The distinction that I use between transmutation is transmutation is taking one form of energy and transforming it into another variation of energy. So what we're doing is when the energy comes to us through our systems, we change it. We transform it into something else. We're transmuting. And usually it's something lower that gets transmuted into a higher frequency. So the first one that I like to suggest is just deep rhythmic breathing. And you can find some really great meditations online. I would suggest if you can incorporate this into a regular practice. It maybe doesn't have to be daily, but it can be weekly or monthly. Certainly if you find yourself waking in the middle of the night and you're restless, maybe trying some deep rhythmic breathing will get you back into that brainwave state of more comfort. By the the deep rhythmic breathing meditations, most of the time we get into the gamma, the alpha, the theta, and the delta wavelengths. And so it can be very healthy and helpful for us. A second choice is alternate nostril breathing. And that's where you breathe in one nostril and then your other nostril. There's some really great online meditations and practices that will walk you through this. This particular breathing exercise really helps the alpha and gamma and theta. It takes you a little bit longer to practice. For short term, it can get you into that alpha state. Longer term, if your duration is a little bit longer, you can go into the gamma and the theta frequencies. But it does help to balance the brain waves. And as I mentioned earlier, that broad band of nerve fibers that sends the neural signals between the two lobes, it helps to just facilitate that communication through the brain. I mentioned earlier binaural beats. This will take you into the gamma, the alpha, the theta, the delta, depending on the music that you choose. And there is some great meditation music that you can play in the background. You can play while you're working just to keep your brain at that steady pace of 432, 528. There's a whole host of different beats that you can use to to get your brain functioning in that area. Number four is bilateral eye movements. And this is will help you move into the gamma and the alpha. And I like to say perhaps this is one of the quickest and easiest ways to generate that hemispheric coherence. That's the lobes of the brain are, are really in communication with each other. It helps to shift the energy very quickly. It shifts the dominant brainwave patterns through the bilateral eye movements. This is most known with EMDR or eye movement desensitization reprocessing. EMDR has been gaining popularity in recent years and it's been used to treat PTSD, emotional trauma, and just amongst a whole host of other things. Before you try this one, I would suggest that you not just try this via YouTube or something that you found online, but that you work with a 
trained facilitator, at least until you be, you become familiar with the necessary movements and, and how it feels. Number five is one of my favorite, and this is the vowel sound chanting, or even some instruments uh, can replicate this. This takes us into gamma, alpha, and theta. So as I mentioned previously, sound is such a powerful catalyst for shifting our brainwave states, but it also applies to sounds that you generate. I know in my I do sound healing uh, regularly once a month that you can attend, and I use uh, Tibetan bowls, I use crystal bowls, I use bells, I use sophigio tubes. I use the vibration because that gets us into these altered brainwave states using vibration. But you can use your voice, and one of the easiest ways to begin practicing on your own is start with a resonant vowel sound chanting, like O or Ah. Many people are familiar with Om or Um, but try that. Just carrying that tone like Om. And as you do that, holding the sound while you adjust the shape of your mouth, your tongue, your throat, as well as the pitch. So you might start with and as you do that, notice where you might feel it in your body because the body responds to the vibration and to sound. So as you choose a sound like O, A, E, I, O, or U, or M, or Om, or Um, play with that a little bit. See where you might feel it in your body. See if you might feel it in your heart, if you might feel it in your throat. See if you might feel it in your brain a little bit because you want to generate those brain waves. So play with that a little bit. The beauty of toning and chanting is that everything you need is within you. So if you don't like the toning, you can chant because chanting, such as a phrase, over time turns into more of a harmonics or more of a wave of sound. So you could take something as simple as, I love you or I love the world, or I am love. That's one of my favorites is I am love. Love is the world. I am love. Love is the world. And just completing that over and over. And as you repeat that chant over and over, it becomes a sound. It becomes a rhythmic vibration as well as sound. And certain musical instruments are also known to operate with similar principles. Drumming, a didgeridoo, but you can also use singing bowls, either Tibetan or crystal, gongs, handbells, chimes, flutes, and as I mentioned earlier, drums. The last one that I have on my list to help you get into a different brainwave state, this one helps cultivate alpha, and this is just simply green tea. Green tea has long been revered in China, Japan, and other cultures for its legendary health benefits, so it works with the body, the physical body. It's very rich in a nutrient that's called L-theanine. It's a naturally occurring amino acid that's been shown in so many studies to shift our brain waves into the alpha spectrum quite readily. So it's an easy thing to do before you go to sleep. And most green tea is caffeine free. So you want to be able to relax, especially if you're going to drink anything before you go to sleep at night. But anytime that we're in this state of transforming our energy, we're changing the vibrations from one to another. And again, it's usually we're changing into the higher vibration. It can make you feel edgy and really out of sorts. The body, when allowed, will vibrate to that higher state, but it's really, it's our fight. 
and our desire to control that often holds us at that lower or that lesser vibration. So if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and you feel edgy or you feel irritated or you feel achy even, it's that higher vibration is coming to you, your physical being, your emotional being, mental being is fighting that. When you think of it this way, you're actually working harder and against the vibration of the universe to hold you in a non-transformative state. So what do you do? Well, you be aware that this is what's happening and you choose one of the practices that I've recommended here or you find another practice that makes more sense to you. It's really important that you do develop your practices and you do develop your go-to list. Some people, even if it's getting up in the middle of the night if you can't sleep and taking a hot shower or it might be walking around your house. I know if I sometimes wake up at 4 a.m., I don't fight it. I really ask my body. I ask my physical body, my emotional body, my mental body, what is it that I need? And it might be different from night to night or from week to week or month to month. I just don't fight it. I find I'll get up sometimes and I'll read. Sometimes I need mental stimuli in my brain. I certainly try to stay away from the internet and the scrolling, the mindless scrolling on social media because that generates other emotions or other energy. But I also have a couple things by my bed that I might grab that emit or put me into different sorts of energy patterns. I might get up and exercise. And if the weather's nice, I might go for a walk or sit under the stars. Sometimes I just walk around the house. I might even play some of the healing music that I mentioned earlier. Another option that you can do is uh, are not scent sensitive. You might use plant oils such as lavender. That can help balance the frequency and calm your energy. Another is, as I mentioned, meditation and just focusing on the breathing, sometimes just focusing on the the long breath in and holding it and the long breath out will get you back into the rhythm of your natural brain state and that will help you fall back to sleep. To be totally honest, some of my most creative work, either writing or podcast or simple channeling, has been done in the middle of the night. That's because we are receiving information through the channels of the universe. My guard is down. I'm not trying to control it. I'm not trying to force myself to go back to bed. I'm just accepting and receiving. Also, just a last reminder, sometimes when you wake up in the middle of the night, and you get up and then you're working or you're doing things and you find that by 11 a.m. or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you need to take a nap, you might need to do that too because if we follow the chi energy of the body, the heart really kicks in, that yin energy between 11 a.m. and 1 um, or 1 p.m. and then the small intestine is between 1 p.m. and 3 and then your bladder kicks in between 3 p.m. and 5. And and so these times or these energy flows might be called out when the body just needs to rest. Remember that you are energy. And this means that you are a collection of energy bits that have all magnetized together to create something solid. Whether it's your physical being, your emotional being, your mental being, your spiritual being, it's all those particles that have been magnetized. And other energy will impact that. What you eat, the amount of water that you have, the music, your emotions, your conversations, everything impacts everything. It's just energy. But since our personal systems have normal cycles, disruptions in those cycles can be hard to realign. So the best you can do is try to keep the most regular schedule that you can with regular meals, regular sleep, a regular amount of water, and be kind and be aware and have that go-to list of practices that can help you through this time. I call this the greatest human evolution and transmutation of energy that we've ever experienced. 
This is Lori Wanjar of Your Life Corps. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wandra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.